Welcome back to another episode of Broken Record Ministries. I'm Ronnie. Carl's back. Hey, hey. Silent Ron's back. Hello. Medium-sized Mike is back. How you doing? <laughs> Brother Bob's back. What's happening? Carl, would you read our passage this week, please? Yes, sir. It's Luke chapter 18, verses 9 through 14, and I'm reading from the New American Standard Bible, and it says this. Now he, Jesus, also told this parable to some people who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and viewed others with contempt. Two men went up into the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood and began praying this in regard to himself. God, I thank you that I am not like other people, swindlers, crooked, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I pay tithes of all that I get. But the tax collector, standing some distance away, was, un- was even unwilling to raise his eyes toward heaven, but was beating his chest, saying, God, be merciful to me, the sinner. I tell you, this man went to his house justified rather than the other one, for everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. So our topic this week is clocking in and clocking out. However that looks to you. I'll tell you how it looks to me. And I don't like it very much. Love. Love of other people. Right? Like, if I see somebody that I don't know, or somebody I do know, and they're hurting, I'm going out of my way. I'm clocking in. I'll work 24 hours straight. I don't care. Right? But if there's a little slight of something I don't like about them, judgmentally, I take my ID card and clock out. And I, that's an ugly thing. And I don't like it at all. Last couple of weeks in our off-air conversations, I've clocked out a couple of times because of the love part for it and that's been weighing on me a lot like why why in this passage that Carl just read am I the Pharisee and not the tax collector are you talking about the guys at this table what (laughs) 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 that's the reason it took you so long to give me this broken record (laughs) wait 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 I want to make clear, Ronnie did not. I did. Okay? <laughs> no. I know what you don't like about me. <laughs> Joking. All jokes. No, but it, it's really bothered me. And I know it's a, an issue, maybe that it doesn't look exactly like my issue, but we all do it. And sometimes right. it's unconsciously. Mm-hmm. And... It's ugly. Oh, yeah. Like, flat out. Like a brother starting up another podcast. And you're (laughs) feeling like, what's going on? I don't understand. Why is he stealing this idea? This has got to be the only, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Rears its ugly head at some of the worst times. Because, again, like I know with my situation, with doing that to Carl, I'm, I'm, I'm questioning what something God's putting on Carl's heart. Really? That's right. that's what I'm doing. I, I, like 
seriously. Like when you think about how far you think you are ahead of the curve in your walk, and then something that starts off so minute to where it's probably a little flare of ego, you know, that then can just burn that topple that burning bush really if you think about it you know because it could have really gone sideways and at first because of the issue i was having i it turned to anger but i wasn't mad at at carl i was mad at myself because i'm like seriously this is this is where we are you're supposed to be so far past this you're supposed to be so far beyond this but then you know and i said it you know before that it's one of those just when you think that you know just because you're walking with Christ that it's easy and you're just he's always taking you away he is taking you away but you're keeping your toe dipped in right you know in that sinful way and it takes nothing for you and, to, to you know to make that curve and for me it's not so much of clocking out and taking my lunch pail and going home it's more of like clocking out or staying on the clock quote unquote and going to the different part of the building Mm -hmm. or area or you know whatever yeah and that's almost as bad oh yeah and it's like Carl you guys said on I think Micah said it on your on an episode for that Philly face it's like it's like a smorgasbord kind of right like a buffet like a buffet yeah Mm -hmm. like you take all the stuff that you want the stuff that you need, you just leave there and yeah. don't even worry about it. I kind of talked about that yesterday because you know when you gave the the topic, it was it was. I think you you worded it clocking in and out with God, and like the first thing that came into my mind was turning the switch, turning the God switch. I turn the God switch on when I like it, mm-hmm. and turn the God switch off when I don't. Yeah. And I think we do that. It's just like the you know this parable that we just read with the Pharisee and the and the publican. The Pharisee, he liked all the blessings and the accolades. This is clearly a pride issue. It's a heart issue, mm-hmm. right? This this falls under the clean the inside of the cup first paradigm. It's a heart problem, right? It's not saying that the outward stuff is bad. Everything that the Pharisee described was good, and it's stuff that you should see flowing out from a clean, pure heart. It was from the wrong motive. Mm-hmm. And you know, the tax collector he he's a sinner, and he's not he's not trying to absolve his sinfulness. He's trying to atone himself in the eyes of God. So it's not the outward that's, that's the issue here. It's the inward part. Right. Yeah. That's the problem, but I think we as Christians we tend to we tend to do this a lot with God. You know, we'll read we'll read scripture from Genesis to Revelation and every single promise that we come to. That's mine. That's mine. That's mine. God switches on for all the promises and all the blessings. But as soon as we come to an expectation we don't like, we flip it off and say, No, nope, that's not for me. But this promise right next to that expectation, that's mine. Yep. Mm-hmm. I want that. We always turn the God switch on when it's something he's doing for us, but as soon as it's something he wants from us and we don't like it flip it off right I don't need that 99% Christian will go for all the easy stuff Mm -hmm. when it comes to the hard stuff they're out yep you know there's only there's only a percentage of Christians that try to go through the hard stuff and keep the faith to because I mean I've been there before too you know I've started walking through a hard way and I'm like yeah too hard i'm out i'm done i'm 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 throwing in the towel right i'm tapping out you know right i think we want just enough conviction to make us feel religious and not so much that we actually have to change something because what you're describing with the love issue is pride 
Yeah. Like that's what it's always been for me. Right. Anytime I've looked down on somebody else, it's because I'm puffing myself up, mm -hmm. trying to puff myself up over and above them because I don't like what they've got and I want it. You know. Well, you're trying to cover. You're trying to cover your own sin, make your sin look good by comparing it to theirs. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sin, sin. It don't matter what it is. It's it's all separation right. from God. Yep. Everybody does it. Just own it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, it's just like when you go through the hard conversation and you're talking about sin, and you you know everybody's done it too, mm -hmm. where you're talking about, well, at least I didn't do this. Whatever right. that is for you, you know, whatever that is, there's always something that to you is like the highest level, mm -hmm. and uh, and and no. There is no difference. There's no difference. I mean, all the way back to honor the, thy mother and father. I mean, you know, it's like just as important as not murdering somebody. You know what I mean? It's 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 all the same. It's right. all even killed because it all takes away from God. And it does the things that God doesn't want us to do. And that's that's the hard things that a lot of Christians, or a lot of people, whatever, mm -hmm. don't want to hear is that murder is just as bad as gluttony. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're like, oh, overeating ain't bad. Overeating, yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. It's a sin in God's eyes. You know, just like yeah. murder's a sin in God's eyes. We're the ones that we're the ones that put the the rate scale on these sins. Right. Not God. God puts one rate on them. They all bad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The problem is, I think we're short sighted, and we look we look at the initial penalty, right? So, like the initial penalty for something like like murder is higher. Mm -hmm. Than certain other sins would be, you know, where yeah. you know one one sin, the initial penalty is death, it's execution, where another one is just separation from the people group. But the end result, if it's not confessed, is the same. Mm -hmm. And that's the problem. We don't like to see that part because right. that didn't feel. Very we good. choose not to see we that part, to, right? Yeah, because that's what strikes me the most about the Pharisee and the parable that he gives here is there's not one bit of confession. Okay. Not one mm -hmm. bit of confession where he acknowledges that he's at fault in any way. No, yeah. the well, again, everything, everything he's yeah. There you go. Everything mm -hmm. that he's putting out there, he's just boasting about himself. He's yeah. not even he's not even giving the credit to God for it. Yeah, yeah. he's like God. Look at me. Look what I've done. This is what I have done. Like it was like he was giving God something. You know, like he was right. doing him a favor. Yeah, he's doing right. him a yeah. favor. <laughs> like look what I've done, God. Look what I've done. Look how I have done this for you. Mm -hmm. yeah. We don't need to do it for God. We need to do it in an act of worship to right. God. And that's how it starts, because I think that's the big difference you see between the Pharisee and the publican and the parable is their approach to the Father. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. their approach to the Father that really separates them, and it's from that approach that the love flows. Right? Mm -hmm. yeah. So the Pharisee can't love his neighbor because his approach to God isn't even loving. First, first and foremost is loving God, but it seems like he only loves himself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's the problem. Right. We love ourselves so much, that's what puffs our pride up, and then it turns into a struggle loving anybody else. We start mm -hmm. looking down on them. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, yeah, it, it blinds us it blinds us to the love that's out there that God wants us to have. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and the tax collector, he, he understands that he's a sinner. He understands that he takes people's money and he's crooked and he cheats everybody. But yet, you know, he repents of it. And he knows he's going to do it again, but still he knows that he has got that sin in him that he needs to try to get rid of it. Yeah, it's like, yeah, you know. It's almost like what I was saying is like, for me, right? Like before, I wasn't walking with, right? So I could have been boastful and whatever. Now it affects me. As to where with the like the tax collector, like 
he's doing it because he's in a rough position and he has to do it. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe, maybe. I mean, he obviously he has to do it because he's a tax collector and that's what he got told his job was. But there could have been other things. And then he repents of it right because he and he knows that he's going to go back and do it again right well you know he i'm sure there was probably some kind of repercussions if he did not do that job you know right yeah probably more likely death right you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. if he didn't collect them taxes and give it to the government like he was supposed to i'm sure they probably snuffed him out well and that's how he got paid too yeah exactly right yes so not only are you making your own people pay you for the government that is suppressing them, but you're also making them pay more, so that you make a living. so that right mm-hmm. so that you have yes. a living or a live great yes or, yeah. I'm assuming on the text because we're not told, but tax collectors in that period were notorious for shaking or for uh, skimming off the top mm-hmm. and stealing from people too, like yeah. overcharging right. people yeah. taxes intentionally yeah. to steal. And that's probably why he chose the tax collector because they, he would know that the assumption mm-hmm. was this was a thief. So he was coming and repenting of that yes. sin. And then that's what makes it so shocking when he says that this religious person is doing all the, all the out stuff, outward stuff right. He's not justified because of his behavior and his mm-hmm. attitude. But this sinner that, re- that confessed, he is justified. Yes. Right. And that word's important because justified is not sanctified. Those are two different things. It mm-hmm. starts with justified. I just heard a really bad sermon on that earlier today that sort of conflated those two and, and implied that you don't have to do anything beyond justification. It's just, mm-hmm. just believe. That's not, that's not what's being said here. Justified right. is what happens initially on belief. Sanctification is a process that should flow after that, that should lead to the outward obedience. And when you ignore the sanctification part, you just it just turns into a lawless belief system. It's not good. Just wanted to throw that in there because yeah. it does use that word that's important. But he's he's talking about the starting point, that confession and that attitude and that approach. Mm-hmm. And the Pharisee had it all wrong here, completely right. wrong. And a lot of us have this completely wrong too. Yeah, oh, absolutely. So well, if know, he was going to tell this in a modern modern setting, he'd probably say a, a pastor came to church, and then you know an IRS worker came to church. <laughs> you know what I'm right. saying? Yeah. That's how it'd be flipped today. But this right. applies right. to us just as much as it applied to a Jewish Pharisee yeah. back then. You know, mm-hmm. when you when you get justified and you stop there, and you don't get sanctified, you miss out on everything God wanted for you anyway. Yeah. Yep, you won't be a, a useful vessel, right? To him. That's a problem. Yeah, I mean, because you're just going to be, you just got justified and then and just went dormant. You went dead. You're like, oh, I'm good there. You know, I got justified. Instead of getting sanctified and following what God wants you to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's clocking in and out mean to you, Michael? I think similar to what you're talking about. I mean, it is when you talk about being so zealous in things of of God's teaching until you don't like it. You know what I mean? Until you don't somehow agree with it. And then so then you're, you know, it's it's here, let me keep you on the straight and narrow. Let me let me talk you through this. Let me be there for you. But then you're doing something I don't really agree with. I don't know if I want to talk to you. Yeah. And I've actually struggled with that this week. Because um, there's somebody I know that I that I feel like was heading towards the right path, and I know they made a mistake, but to me they made a mistake that is something I've held very sacred to myself for all of my life, 
and I, I, I found myself seeing them a few times this week, and I think God was trying to remind me of that to where I didn't even want to raise my hand, like, to say hi. That makes sense. Like, yeah. yeah, I see people so, like that in my life all the time. You know, and, so and I struggle with that same yeah, thing. Yeah, absolutely. And again, it's 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 one of those to where until until having this face to face with me, didn't realize that it, I was doing the same things that I've talked about and the same things of you know here's this sin scale, you know, and and this isn't as bad as that, and this to realize that now this has flared up in my life right right in front of my face. You know, to yeah. to now I need to I need to show what God's done in my life to this person as well to you know to show that I'm living what I'm talking right so and it's and it's also you're talking the talk yeah. and I'm walking it too yeah right Carl well, well played yeah okay very well done. you know and then it, it's one of those two it's in my mind part of my mind is well to make it easier on myself well when the opportunity presents itself then I'll you know I'll do the right thing and then that's not what I'm called to do. I'm called to do the the, bat, the hard thing, which is make make it happen. But retrospect, on the flip side of that, <laughs> I got all the catchphrases. I know, man. Catchphrase, Ronnie. But on the on the flip side of that, though, if you said that to yourself, mm-hmm. when the opportunity presents itself, then I will do this. Then you just said that you saw that person numbers times right so so guy was like okay well yeah you're gonna clock out until that happens so it's time to clock back in Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. absolutely right yep absolutely not the answer you wanted not at all (laughs) not at all and and i think again i think that um obviously i can't be as hard on myself as god would be um but i think it's one of those uh issues for me of um until I make that, until I make that change in my outward appearance of going and doing this, it's going to weigh on me. Yeah. And it's really going to, you know, affect me and stuff, so. It reminds me of something you said a few weeks ago, Bob, it really stuck with me that when he's testing you, he'll keep rounding you back to the start of that mm-hmm. test over and over and over and over again until you do the right thing, yeah. until you pass it. Yeah. And that might be what you're experiencing. Groundhog, well, I think, Groundhog's Day. Well, yeah. I, th- I also think, like, if you're thinking of somebody... And that you don't hardly ever see, mm-hmm. and then God puts them in your path at a gas station, at a restaurant, at a marketplace, whatever, more than just once. Yeah. Yep. Maybe you should stop and pray for them then. Yeah. And it's not the first time that I've heard of something like that happening this week. Mm-hmm. So. And I don't know if it's the same person or not, but so I don't Ron, know either <laughs> you clocking out? <laughs> Never got clocked in. I don't think. <laughs> Surprise! It's overtime. You ain't getting paid, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Bob, anything? Yeah. On your heart? Are we truly? Can we truly ever clock out? That's a question you need to ask yourself. Can you truly ever clock out? If you say that you're a Christian and you say that you follow what Christ wants you to do, can you truly clock out? I don't think so because 
if you're truly into Christ and you're truly trying to follow Him, you may think you're clocked out, but you are not clocked out. Or you may have a recession going on, but what am I trying to say? Um, I think I, I can see what you're saying. He, yeah. You know, he, he doesn't, he may give us time to think about what we. He might be on lunch break. Yes. Yeah. You know, I can see that. I mean, if you're, if you're truly one of his children, I can't ever say that you could really clock out. Because if that was the case, then God, God can God clock out on us? No. He never does, you know. So I really think if we really have given ourselves to Him, we may think we can clock out, but we cannot because we are a part of His. We are a part of His kingdom, and no matter whether you're clocked in, clocked out, however you want to put it, people are still looking at you to see how you're acting and what your actions are so if you're per se clocked out then that means you're not showing the right showing the right attitude about you're not showing them how to live Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so i mean you need to keep that first and foremost on your mind if 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 you're going to clock out or you say you're going to clock out then you're going to chances are you're going to damage somebody else's walk no well i can see what you say you're saying too because i guess like in my situation, if I was truly clocked out, I wouldn't care. Right. About, yeah. So you're always, you're always thinking thing. about something yeah. in a godly manner. So you're not truly clocked out. Yeah. You may not like what's going on, Maybe per really se, in that long. situation, you know. Really well, that's long, just right. like who I was talking about. They aggravate me. Right. You're on vacation. And then I cl- so-called clock out, but then the next time I see them... It's like I'm automatically clocked back in until something else happens again. You know, it's like a forgive and forget so, I thing mean, and moving on and trying to go ahead and do what you're all talking about. But yet, always but, let it go. But it, So let me ask this because you know me, glass half empty, right? If you're just doing the lip service and the outward stuff, are you actually really clocked in? No. I think it depends on how we're defining clocking in and clocking out. Because when I think clocking out, I'm thinking grieving the Holy Spirit. And if you read that passage when he says that, he says that the ones grieving him are sealed under the day of redemption, which means they are considered children of God. Mm -hmm. But you can still resist the Spirit's lead. The Spirit's role is to cause you to obey the Father. Mm -hmm. That's his role. Our role is to hold our hand out and willingly follow him, but we can resist that. And that's what I think of when I think of clocking out. When you come to something you don't want to do, or you don't like and you resist that you're grieving him and that's that's mm-hmm. that's you attempting to clock out. I think I think what you're thinking maybe is like clocking out in the sense of just turning the whole thing off yeah. and, and walking away. Yeah. Okay, I don't think you can do that. You can't I would agree. Do but I think that if we're defining clocking out as grieving him, we, we absolutely can. That is a danger. That we can do, yes. Holy Spirit won't allow you to do that or won't let me do it. <laughs> if you try, you're in for a very painful experience. Yeah, it, it mm-hmm. just doesn't happen. Yeah, you're in for a long, hard walk. Yeah. That's for sure. He will pull you back, mm-hmm. but it's, it's not going to be pleasant. Pretty quick for me. Pretty quick. <laughs> it seems like not... Five, ten seconds after I've done something or I've said something or something has happened, I sit there and I th- I'm like, wait a minute, that that wasn't right. I need to 
reevaluate what just happened here. Mm-hmm. And then I got to go back and try to make it right, you know. Mm-hmm. Because if I don't, it just eats me alive. But, yeah, I mean, like what you was talking about, the clocking in, clocking out thing. I, per se, have tried to clock out before. You just can't do it. I mean, you know, he brings you back. When you think you're clocked out, he's going, like I said, he's going to bring you back that full circle and put you right back in that same situation. So when you try to clock out, do you experience like a complete lack of peace? Like a total uneasiness until you do what he wants you to do? That's what I've experienced too. I mean, it just, I mean, it's just like you need to do this. You need to do this. You need, and you know, you just kind of try to ignore it, try to ignore it. And it just kind of gets louder in your head and louder in your head until it's overwhelming and you can't ignore it. Yes. That's kind of what I was It just eats me alive. So, but, so my per se, I just say you can't clock out. It may take a little break. Right. But even during that break, you're still, you're still doing something for him. Deep thoughts from a shallow mind. You gotta grunt louder, Ron, so that people know you're grunting. I'm just, I'm just, you're grunt thinking. Trying to think, take it all in. Well, I think that's why it's such a simple topic, but once we get into the meat of it, it's really complex. Yeah. Right. Because you don't really think about it. Either A, because you don't want to. Or B, because you don't have to. Right? Well, and obviously there's different ways to think about it, too, and different yeah. perspectives on it, you know. It mm-hmm. doesn't mean that one or the other is wrong. It's just a different point of view from it based right. on different experiences with it. So. Yes. But I think, like we've talked about before, too, it, it does. It all comes back to that heart issue, you know. and Everything does. Yeah. yeah. If you're, if does. Heart, if heart and pride. You know, if your heart's with God, yeah. you know, then... You're not doing what he wants, and you should feel bad. You should have that, I don't want to say torture, but you should have a heavy heart. You should have something weighing on you. Conviction. To, there you go. Yeah. Conviction to pull you back onto yeah. the right path, you know. Yeah. So. And that's, like with my example, like, I felt convicted, like really bad. Mm-hmm. <coughs> but in the moment... I didn't because mm-hmm. in that moment I'm like no like in this that, ain't happening in the right. moment your pride was there and then after your pride was gone you started thinking about it, that's when the conviction comes yeah. in and then yeah. for a couple days conviction 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 mm-hmm. reached out to one of my fail safes that's not at the table because sometimes like we all have one mind here at the table sometimes so you want to like bounce stuff off right and then it's like, no, like you're 100% wrong, which that meant that you guys were 100% right here at the table. I'm editing that out. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> but then. Like, dang it, I want to know what I was right about now. <laughs> then that part. of that enough. <laughs> that part <laughs> reared its ugly head again, and I was right back to square one. Mm-hmm. I'm like, are you serious right now? <laughs> so so I take it you didn't pass the test the first time so he brought you back around right, right? 
Yeah. I, I just gave lip service, yeah. apparently. And that... Also, like, me not being past that was one conviction. Right. And then having it happen again, and then thinking that I just gave lip service, right? And I was, and then I was like, whoa, that's even like double conviction at that point. You're like, what are you doing? I'm sure our overthinker knows exactly what I'm talking about, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Final thoughts? Whew. I know, it's kind of... I, I expected it to be light tonight, and it was kind of heavy-hitting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really. I think it forces you to come face-to-face with things about yourself you don't yeah. want to see. Mm-hmm. But you need to you need to recognize it because recognizing it's the first step to fixing it. Yeah. Yeah. Mike. I feel like I'm gonna steal a little bit from the Godfather there, and, <laughs> and I'm gonna say, just when I feel like I'm out, I pull myself back in. Yeah, you know, just when I feel like I'm out, and I, I'm not gonna ever say away from sin, right? But you know, but walking on the path that is not gonna drag me back, that I'm dragging myself back. Well, I say once you're clocked in, tear the tear the clock off the wall and never clock out again. Quit watching the time. Quit watching the time. Mm-hmm. Car, you got something? I thought he started this out. He did, but, I, <laughs> but he always finishes with a little small story. Hey, oh. and I like it. Hey, I came across this uh, reference earlier. It's actually right before you gave us the scripture for tonight, and it was too perfect not to mention. It's in Ezekiel chapter seventeen, and he's referring to the people of Israel who've fallen into rebellion. They clocked out, right? And he's the the Most High is comparing them to trees. And he says in Ezekiel 17, verse 24, All the trees of the field will know that I am Yahweh. I bring down the high tree, the prideful tree. Exalt the low tree, the humble. Dry up the green tree and make the dry tree flourish. I am Yahweh, I have spoken, and I will perform it. It's that last part that really struck me. I dry up the green tree and make the dry tree flourish. See what he did there? Like he took a green tree that's got all that outward show just like the Pharisee. Right? It looks good on the outside, but there's something wrong with it. So he dries it up. And then after he dries the tree up, he causes it to flourish. And I think that's a picture of how he approaches us. Very similar to Nebuchadnezzar. He got very high-minded. He viewed himself like God, and God dried him up. He gave him a vision of a tree that represented him and dried him up until he looked up to the Most High and recognized him. He was the giver of the blessings. Right? I think the problem is we get so in love with the blessings that we stop loving the blessing giver. And I think when we get to that place, he'll do something called desolation. And what desolation means is you're, you're, you're emptied. You're drained. You're so completely emptied that it, you can feel it, and it hurts. I've experienced it, and I hope no one else ever has to. But it's a necessary process when you get so in love with the blessings and the outward show that you lose sight on the one that gives it. So he takes away the blessings, all of it, inside and out, 
so that the only one you can look at is him. And you recognize who the blessings come from and who the thanks should be given to always. When you come out of that period, you flourish because you can't keep your eyes off of him anymore after that. It's a, it's a difficult process to go through, but if, if you're like the Pharisee, it might be necessary. It might be necessary to allow yourself to be emptied of everything else so that you can be filled with him. It might be the only way. That was all I had. That was all. <laughs> I don't ever know how to end it because, like, it feels like the middle part is the and good that was part. And then the sermon end number part. 25. Yeah. <laughs> I try. <laughs> you can find us on our Facebook group at Broken Record Ministries. If you have anything you want to interact with us about, just comment on there. Somebody will chime in. If you want to go long form, have something on your heart that you want to share or you just need somebody to talk to you. You can email us at brokenrecordministries at gmail.com. And until next time, Broken Record Ministry, catch you on the flip side.